Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. If y'all were here with us last week, we were singing the praises of a man named Peter Charles, and he is, you know, a nutritionist, uh, a healer, and he's got the best hands in the world because when he puts his hands on you and mind-body therapy, you're changed forever. So he's out in the Hamptons trying to find a great signal. He's going to join us. Hopefully, you'll stay for a few minutes, Brian, because, you know, health is a mindset. He's a he's witch. A witch. Man. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's a witch. He's a witch. He, he's a mag, he's a magical person. He's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet uh, in your life. He lives uh, that mind, body, spirit. He's what a what a fantastic individual. And he's eclectic as as eclectic as all get out. You know, he'll be wearing a green sneaker and a red sneaker, and he's got all the cool bracelets on and stuff. And he's just a really what a what an interesting an interesting young man. Well, if you think about it, you know, if you if we all had a, a pair of sneakers that we loved, and let's say they're, I don't know, red, but we also love the blue ones. If you just wear one red and one blue, then those sneakers don't wear out for a long time because when they do, you switch them and you have an identical pair. So I think I'm going to try that, is getting one of each, and they'll just last forever. So, yeah, Peter Charles is one of those guys who you can't tell how old he is because he looks like he's, you know, tw- he could be 26 or 36, but he's really, I think he's like, in his mid-50s. So it's going to be fun because we're going to talk a little bit about health and some quick things you can do right now to shift your health. And we'll talk a little bit about health as a mindset. And, you know, Peter Charles has worked with some of the top celebrities in the world with their health, top CEOs, including our very own Brian Bensock. So as you all know, I I love him. I didn't take advantage of him. I should have brought him uh, to Turks and Caicos when I went on vacation because I was so so stiff down there and i know that that's what he does you know he's got people to fly him all over the place and they, they put him up uh room and board and they, they get uh double treatments uh, a, a day and i guess it's a pretty good life for him too but you know many many people see the, the absolute value in doing that and i guess it makes sense right because 
it's almost like going to a, a uh, ice skating rink and you can put on rentals where you can bring your own skates. And when you go to a, you know, one of these spas uh, if you, and, or resorts and if you want to get a massage, you, you just never know what the, the therapist is going to be like. It's going to take a little while for you to get accustomed to the therapist and vice versa. And, and, uh, and you got to book an appointment and you may or may not be able to get one. It may or may not be at the right time of day. Uh, and, you know, so for people that have the luxury uh, of being able to afford to do so, many people uh, call upon Peter and they bring them out to the Hamptons, they bring them to Tuscany, they bring them to faraway places like California. Uh, and uh, he, he provides, he's magic. He's just magic. Yeah, I'm curious to see, you know, as, uh, and if you're close to your mic, I know sometimes you're not close to your mic and you can't tap, so don't worry, I'm not going to, there's no punishment if you don't tap, but how many of you use holistic means as part of your health routine? Tap your mic if you use some holistic things. Yeah, okay, good. I love seeing that. And then how many of you also incorporate mindset as part of your health routine? Healthy mindset as part of your health routine. I love it. So we're preaching to the choir up here. And speaking of choir, oh yeah, Darian Sanders isn't here. Darian actually taught me how to sing the Lion King, um, one of the Lion King lines, Glenn. So oh, I want to hear it. I want to oh, hear God, it. Oh God, here we go. Let's, hear it. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Well, it's morning. It's morning voice. Let's see, because it's it's a little early for me here. Let's see. Na Sikanga. Okay. I don't know if you guys already called him out. The other night, I had a room about the zone, and I was so excited because Gregory, our very own Olympic medalist, Gregory Luganis, showed up. So it's always great to see, you know, Olympic medalists on stage because I'm not one, and it's one of those things. I think almost every kid dreams about being an Olympic medalist at some point in time. So does anyone have? Is anyone else Olympic medalist on stage? I'm mute. I didn't realize sure. Greg was in here. That's awesome. Diane Dixon, uh, uh, she's not in the room now, but she was a gold medalist in the Olympics. I have a really good friend that would love to come and speak on her gold medalist uh, experience. Sends her our way. Brian and I need to talk to her. That would be amazing. We would love that. Well, you know, the, the reality is that for me when I was um, I'm going back to a couple of the things uh, uh, that worked for me uh, when I was running at my very best and looking at things. And one of the things was I, I was a vegetarian uh, for, for, for many, many years. And a friend of mine reintroduced me to that uh, Netflix series, The Game Changers. I don't know if you've watched that. And it's really all about uh, meat and what it does. And after watching oh, yeah. that, I said, you know, I said, man, it's time to get back to that. And, and some of the routines that I, I stumbled upon over the years really worked for me. And when I got injured, I got away from them. One was being uh, a vegetarian. The only thing that I would have uh, would be uh, fish. And the other thing was, you know, at least twice a week getting a massage, uh, a sports massage. And... Peter was an integral part of that back then, so I've, I've gone back to that, and he says I'm so busted up, he's using now the electro, electrodes all over the place and cupping uh, to get some of that blood circulating, but now I, I'm on 
I guess the sixth week or so in a row of taking advantage of that. And these are some of the, the gifts and or the rewards we can give ourselves when we, we accomplish things. Somebody who's going through a, a pretty uh, rigorous uh, regimen, and, and I think it's important to have that cherry on top, to do it not just as a reward, but it really gets that blood flowing, clears out the toxins. And it's, I think for me it's very important to keep uh, pressing it hard. Absolutely. I was actually going to see if Gregory is near the mic or not. No pressure. And then I know it's... <laughs> Hello. Hey. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Um, I'm actually in Austria. Uh, um, uh, for uh, Red Bull Cliff Diving. We're having a coaching uh, a camp here. And what I wanted to... Uh, I love what you had to say, Brian, um, about, you know, you know, the journey, the, the work ethic and all that stuff Michelle and the one thing that um, that I would like to add to that is just have you know have a curiosity have a curiosity I mean if you feel like you're in the you know you know in the dumps you know so have a curiosity of you know in, in into the solution into the solution and and also you know like with a lot of the divers that I'm working with here you know it's like you're gonna learn we aren't learn incrementally I mean, these guys are crazy. They're going off 20 meters. The women are going off 20 meters, and then uh, the men are diving from 27 meters, and it's just insane. But you know, to you know, to be talking to them and and getting them through you know various hoops, you know, of learning a new dive, you know, stepping through the the fires of fear, you know, kind of thing. You know, it's it's a lot of fun and the challenge. But the one thing that really kind of, uh, you know, is it keeps, keeps so many people going, you know, when you lose motivation, get curious, get that childlike curiosity, you know, how can I fix this? How can I, what can I learn? You know, so I, I would add that to that. And, and, and Laura, I love the room that we did about the zone, <laughs> getting in the zone. That's, that was awesome. But I'm Gregory and I'm finished speaking. Oh my gosh, that was so fun. So Brian, were, are you going to try the, was it 27 meter dives? Is that what, is that what's happening? Me? I mean, Here's Brian, you're, you're on fire about <laughs> life. No way, man. I was hey, hey, I'll, I'll coach you, Brian. I'll, I'll, I, you're, you're, Brian, you're, you're, here. you're as good as they get, but man, oh man, I, I, I can't drop straight into the water. I, I, um, I'm a negative buoyant. I sink like a, like, like, uh, like a lawn dart. Uh, but man, crazy mad respect for what you have done and what you continue to do in your life. You're really a true inspiration, and uh, you know it's it's great to see that you're still at it. You know that's and that's great. That's one of those great things about athletes. They they just they don't stop. They they, they don't stop. They won't stop. So especially for somebody at your level, to keep yourself going. What what, what what's your daily routine looking like? Uh, well. Yeah, I, I brought my dog with me. So we go out on a hike first thing in the morning. And then uh, we actually this morning, we we uh, it's, it's this whole park. It's insane. They have wakeboard, you know, wakeboard. We were trying that. Where, where, where in uh, Germany are you? Um, Ot Otstal. Otstal. Uh, it's near Innsbruck. So we're not too far from, Austria, from Innsbruck. Austria. Austria. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's beautiful. Yeah. And what's the weather like there at this time of year? 
Well, it's really nice. When 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 I first got got here, it was raining, 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 and um, I'm a fair weather person. I love the sun, and so I was like, oh god, I got to take the dog out for a hike. And then I realized, oh my god, I got out in it. I mean, we were playing in the rain. It was such a blast, you know. And a lot of times, it is. It's just taking that taking that action, you know, taking those first steps, you know, out the door, get yourself going, get yourself, you know, in, in into action, and then, you know, have that curiosity and the discovery, the things that you discover about yourself, about nature, about whatever it is, you know, to have that curiosity and, you know, and it's just really invigorating. Can, can, and Greg, this, may, this, this, this may sound really uh, weird, uh, but, but I, I went for a run the other morning with my buddies, and we ran before the sun up, and we ran down to a, a beach that's not near near where we uh, live in Long Island, and we got to this this beach, and we caught the sun just as it was coming up out of the water, and I thought that if if so many if more people if everybody could experience that in a day that that so many problems would go away because you're just so in awe of what's there, and then when you realize this is happening every day. And most every day of my life, I miss that. You know, I mean, I'm up before the sun, but I don't necessarily see the sunrise. And seeing the sun come up out of the sea, uh, it, it was just kind of really majestic for me. And I don't want to get all serendipitous, but it was just one of those things like, well, more people need to participate. More people need to see this, you know, catch a sunrise, catch a beautiful sunset. And it, and it just makes it, it gives you your right understanding of where we fit into all of this and how some of the things that are troubling us you know every day god's doing his thing her thing getting that sun to rise exactly when it's supposed to exactly where it's supposed to that process is going on no matter what happens and I, you know, it's a good reminder to us to take things and to keep things in perspective Definitely. I mean, I, that's one of the exercises that I give to uh, the clients that I work with is to not just look at a sunrise or a sunset, you know, but to experience it, you know, sit there and just, you know, see it, the sun as it's coming up or if it's going down and just experiencing, taking that hour, that two hours just to experience the, you know, that whole, that whole event is just a miracle, right? And, and so, it's a daily miracle, right? And that sensory overload yeah. of that. It's just so, so I don't know. I, I, I mean, maybe I'm getting old and starting to appreciate things because, uh, you know, you realize I have a certain number of sunrises left in my life. I don't know what that number is, and I hope it's a good number, but there's a certain number. And so, you know, in, in the, the time that I've got here, I want to get all that stuff in uh, that, that, that I, you know, I didn't do. Uh, while I was working and or raising a family. And I want to teach my kids at an early age to appreciate those things. They're not so small. They're pretty important. In fact, the most important thing you can do. Yeah, and Brian, I think, I, I, I think we're close to the same age. I think I'm a year older. You guys, if you I'm know... Si I'm 60. Uh, and so... Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was watching you in awe uh, in the Olympics. Uh, you know, and, you know, as a, as a peer, I, I can't jump off a ten foot board, uh, let alone sp spin and then get get the, the the fingertips and the feet to go in like a pencil straight in line. So uh, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a good part of life right now, isn't it, Greg? It's a good part. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you, you got your marbles. You got your health. A couple of dollars, <laughs> the, hopefully. The, 
<laughs> the thing that that kind of stuck with me because like turning 60 that was like seemed to be like really traumatic for me but somebody said oh you've reached the age of wisdom and i was like oh my god i can wrap my head around that and and, and embrace that age i thought that was so so cool I, you know I, and I, we celebrate I, i'm i'm a november guy right so i was uh, born in november my 60th birthday was uh in november and we had a crazy warm november 8th uh weekend and my wife and i went out to, to montauk and i remember waking up great i woke up 60 and it was it was one of those surreal moments like how the heck did i get here at 60. i mean how did i get i i thought for sure i was just 28 yesterday and the, the path between 28 and 60 was a blink of an eye I don't know if you experienced the same thing. And uh, and although 60s when you're supposed to reach the age of wisdom, I, I haven't quite got there yet, but I'm trying. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's crazy, right? Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I love it. And uh, it's, you know, it, it, it is, it's, it's, such, it's such a blessing, you know, that, you know, that we're able to, now did you, did you catch my first Olympics, 76? I did. You know, I was very into sports uh, at, at that time, and uh, and we had we had you know great athletes in all you know all divisions, right? Didn't we? It just seemed like there was superhumans on every every level back in back in the day. And also, what I wanted to say, Laura, about um, health and wellness holistically. You know, I I generally when I'm at home, I have uh, acupuncture and Chinese herbalists that I go to. You know, because I mean, I was diagnosed HIV positive in 1988. You know, in 1988, we thought of HIV as a death sentence, and um, you know, I didn't think I'd see my 30th birthday. And so, you know, it's just like. I, you know, I keep trucking along, but um, treating my myself holistically is is just as important as taking, you know, the other HIV meds that I'm that I'm taking, you know, to manage the the virus. So yeah, so I'm well, all it's for. A it's a blessing that that's that was not a death sentence, right? That uh, we'd started just started to turn the corner at a, or about that time for that horrific uh, uh, disease. Uh, and you, you got in under the wire there, thank goodness. And so much of it is mindset. And, you know, it, like what you were talking about, Laura, is mindset is so crucial. You know, I take my meds in the morning and I take my meds in the evening. And I go about the business of living. You know, it's not about I'm not counting T-cells. I'm not looking at viral load. I leave that to the doctors. Let the doctors do the doctoring and I, I can focus on what I'm good at. So uh, you, you, you're just executing the plan, it sounds like. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, I'm. Uh, they're my coaches. My doctors are my coaches. Uh, my coaches are my coaches. So, and I think that's been the, you know, where I've been able to be as successful as I have been. And I'm so grateful to so many people in my life. And I'm a firm believer you don't achieve greatness on your own. There's always somebody there. I mean, I couldn't have won the medals that I won without my coach, Juan O'Brien, you know, and, and having uh, a mother, God rest her soul, um, that was taught me unconditional love. You know, that's where that comes from is love. It all comes down to love. That's everything right there. And I'm Gregory and I'm... Yeah, it's great. It, it, and, and I love that you just touched on what Brian had mentioned earlier, the, you know, the focusing on the solution 
right? Gregory just said he takes meds in the morning, takes meds at night, let the doctors focus on any of the problem areas. And I think that that's so spot on, man. Just keeping your mind on the solution. This is where we're moving. This is where we're going. And let uh, the problems figure those out. Whoever's job it is to focus on those, they can focus on those. So I love that, man. And I really appreciate you being here in our room with us this morning, uh, sharing all this stuff. It's really, really cool, Greg. Hey, listeners. If you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. If you guys, I was going to tell you, if, in case you're under 30 or you don't pay attention at all, just know, like, I got really upset with my friend the other day in a fun way. I said, oh my gosh, Greg Luganis was in the room on Clubhouse. And he said, I don't know who that is. And I was like, go to Google and don't call me until you do. So in 1984 and 1988 in the Olympics, Greg Luganis on stage right now that you've heard his voice for the last few minutes was, uh, he swept gold. And he's, I think, only the second diver to ever do that. Is that true? Something like that. I mean, you're just, you're the epic, you're the, I mean, I don't want to say this, but like Michael Phelps is the Greg Luganis of this time, right? Like, with the things he does and the accolades he gets, I, you know, people, your name is a household name, you know, for all of us who are, you know, the right age to have watched the Olympics and to have been there and felt like you were our big brother or our uncle or in Brian's case, a friend. So did I get that right, Gregory? Yeah, 1976 was my first Olympic Games. I was 16 years old where I got a silver medal on the men's platform. Wow. Um, 1980, I, I qualified for the team like many uh, U.S. athletes did, but we weren't. We didn't send a team. That was boycotted because the most, um, Soviet Union's invasion of Afghanistan. I got two gold medals in 84, two gold medals in 88, the only diver except for Pat McCormick, who also got the double-double. Um, so, and also it was so, such a trip because they just recently had, a um, most, uh, meddled, uh, Olympic diver and I'm still number one. <laughs> I, tripped me out. I was like, Oh my God, all these years, all these, come on. I want to see my records broken. That's what they're, they're there for. I want to see them broken and I want to experience that. I know what it felt like. Well, you know, Craig, it's interesting you say that, you know, because you, you would expect with the advances in uh, training and nutrition and, and, and medicine that those records would be broken. It's a true testament to just how special what you did was because many of the other records and many of the other sports have been broken, not because necessarily the athletes are better, but because the training has improved, the nutrition has improved, the understanding of rest uh, has improved, and... Uh, the fact that your record stands this test of time is really a testament to just how special it was. Gregory, if there's a if there's a person in the audience who's got a child, I mean, you talked about your mom and her unconditional love, and I would love to hear this before I turn on over and talk to Peter Charles, who's now arrived on stage, but is there something that, as a parent, that you remember happened in your life or with coaches? Like, what's the difference between that person who goes to the Olympics or at least could have gone four times and the person who doesn't, is it something deep within you or did your parent pull it out of you? Do you have an insight to that you could share with us? 
Well, it's interesting because my first national junior Olympics, I uh, first time I was at the uh, a national competition in the national championships, and I was not diving well. And I was, you know, if, if they were cutting to 16, I was 16. If they were cutting to 12, I was 12. And I was not diving up to my par. I hadn't been diving all that long. Uh, at that competition, but my mother, my mother said she, you know, she said, you know, if you want to go home, you can. And I said, I'll support you. It's okay, but you have to make that decision. So I knew that I was making the decision to get back on the board. And actually, what happened is um, I hit my last two dives, and I ended up tying for second place. So um, you know, through the struggle and all that, it's important that you that we you allow a child to find that motivation in themselves because that really helps their um, self-esteem to, to be able to say, you know, yeah, I can do this and, and really be there for him. And my coach, Ron O'Brien, I mean, I couldn't have gotten through the 88 Olympic games without that man. And he had his stuff going on. Um, he, his, son-in-law committed suicide he had to put his dog of 16 years down he when we were there his um, mother was in a coma and actually passed right before the competition started so he had his stuff going on I had my stuff going on being diagnosed HIV positive six months prior to the Olympic Games and um, on AZT and all that stuff and when I hit my head on the board uh, it was like I, I thought it was, you know, game over. Yeah. And I thought it was game over, you know, and, um, you know, my coach came to me and I thought I was out of the, out of the competition because I got a lot of zeros on that dive. And, uh, so it didn't, you know, basically failed the dive. And so then he said, well, you know, you can walk away and I'll support you a hundred percent, but it's gotta be your choice, your decision. And I turned to him, knee-jerk reaction. It was like, I don't want to give up without a fight. And he said, all right. Okay, so I had it, my head sewn up. And then he took me on a walk and, you know, in the halls you know, in the natatorium. And he said, oh, hockey players, they get 30 stitches. They can get back on the ice. You got five stitches in your head. It's no big deal. No problem. And we just started laughing. We were laughing about the whole thing. And then, you know, but I still had to get up there on the board, you know, and I set the fulcrum, you know, they announced the dive and, um, and I had no idea what was going to happen. And when they announced my dive, cause I hit it on a reverse two and a half pike. And the next dive that I was doing was a reverse, same direction, reverse one and a half with three and a half twists. And when they announced the dive, and I was like, I took a deep breath and I patted my chest like my heart was pounding outside my chest because I, I didn't know what I was, what, what was going to happen. And then I, I heard the, the audience who saw that chuckle, you know, they, they, they started chuckling. Oh, my God, he's afraid. We're afraid for him. And, and I just started laughing. I was like, okay, you know what? This is the Olympics. You can't hold back. So, you know, I just set my body in motion and did the dive. And it actually was the highest scoring dive of the Olympic Games, the dive after that. So, and I'm Gregory, and I'm speaking. Oh, Gregory, that's such a great story. I love that. I'm so geeking out right now because I'm an Olympic fanatic because 
Uh, I believe the Olympic moments are the best part of the zone because that's where the world can change, right? Because when you are in that, I call it sports consciousness, where you, when you're in that beautiful moment of just doing something that is beyond maybe what you practice for, or you are in the most powerful moment of a career of a sports move, then everyone else can see and know that we can do something great too, because it really does touch us in a way that that's why we have tears, right? We cry at the Olympics because we see someone going beyond what we normally do as a human, or we see someone being so selfless and just doing it for, whether it's for their mother or their grandmother or for the entire country. So Olympic moments, uh, David Hawkins talks about them in Power Versus Force and how those are the moments that really uplift humanity. So thank you for uplifting humanity with your work and with your you know, dives and with your your bravery, really, because like Brian Bensock said, we, we're not doing that. I'm not jumping off cliffs, but I love to watch other people do that. So thank you. And I think you'll, um, and <laughs> that makes Laura, sense. Laura, Laura, I, I, I want to share one more story that um, when I was, I, I was the uh, athlete mentor for USA Diving in preparation for London and Rio. And so, I mean, we had zero medals in diving for since 2000. We got one medal in 2000. And anyways, um, David Budaya was diving and uh, on 10 meter platform and he just you know was just going to town he, he and he ended up winning you know on a, you know on, on his last dive and i was in tears and i'm like going oh my god that, that's why people were crying when they congratulated me i didn't understand that i didn't i truly did not understand that until i experienced that in london with david budaya winning his gold medal oh wow that is beautiful. I love that moment. Thank you. I just got chills. I don't know about y'all, but I got chills hearing that story. That's beautiful. Um, Brian and Gregory, we have Peter Charles, who's arrived to stage. Peter's had a little trouble with audio. He's out in the Hamptons. And Peter has worked with lots of pro athletes and the CEOs and other people in business. And he's here to talk a little bit about holistic health and maybe some Olympic moments. He's worked with people on that level. So I'm just going to really quickly mute you, Brian, for a sec. There's background noise. But feel free to jump in. So Peter Charles, can you hear me? And by the way, thank you so much, Gregory, for being so impromptu with us, because I know it was a treat Amazing. and a delight to all of us. Yeah, so special. Thank you. Peter Charles, can you hear me? If you can, feel free to say hello, jump in. I know you're in the Hamptons. All righty. But oh, my, my talk. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I was going to say he's new to Clubhouse, but maybe he didn't realize. <laughs> hey, Peter Charles. Fantastic morning, everyone. Laura, Brian, Greg, thank you for sharing. I was uh, I was uh, definitely live, but not live in the uh, in the in the arena to see that uh, dive. But I definitely remember who you are. And uh, as you were talking, I wonder if he's going to talk about when he jumped and he came down and he hit his head. And I'm like, oh, that was definitely a moment and still maintain composure and form and everything. So uh, it's a pleasure to get a chance to hear your voice and, and to meet you in this club with uh, amazing people like Brian and Laura that I know and work with. So I'm excited to be here. Peter, how are you? You're 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 out in the Hamptons. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm grinding in the Hamptons. <laughs> oh, that's what you do, man. Okay. That is what you do. And enjoying it. The weather's uh, if anybody's in the city, 
the weather is a bit overcast here, but uh, I have a nice view before my next clients of uh, the water, some boats. So I'm excited to be part of the group and uh, I'm ready. Yeah, Peter, Brian was singing your praises. I sing your praises. So when you help people, you know, change their health right away, um, can you just tell us like your your top one or two things that you like to do when you meet someone? Because I know that you know you do mind body medicine. You are a massage therapist. You you know I was I think I shared this story that you know I was really really ticklish and I met you because <laughs> I I moved to I moved to New York City and I couldn't I didn't I was like oh I got to build a clientele in my practice. Let me go work at Equinox for like the first six months to have a job because New York City is rough. And I met Peter Charles there and I also learned sales at Equinox. I mean you know selling. Uh, a health club membership is a great way to learn sales. And I was really tickled. Peter said, well, that's because you like to control everything. I was like, no, I don't. And uh, <laughs> that's part of his therapy. People who think they run the world and control everything, a little massage therapy, a little tickle to the bottom of your feet. And pretty soon you're letting go of that and your organs are healthy and healed and your face relaxes. Whoa, so what the, hell, what the <laughs> hell are you talking about? A little tickle. He the bottom of my feet. And I, I want to... Scream! No and tickle. strangle me sometimes. Uh, he used to do that at Equinox, and you know, if you knew anything about the 63rd Street location, the massage tables are right out, right out in the open. And I do think it's a control thing. Here is this, you know, guy who's a big shot at his company, and I'm lying down there, and and I'm crying like a baby, punching the the massage tables. He's raking the bottom of my feet with his with his fingers. It's just uh, you you can't explain it. But but the the amazing thing is after. The treatment, he can do the same thing, and all of a sudden, you're not affected by it. So, Peter, talk to us about that, because what, what's the difference between when you start out with somebody, or in particular me, and, and, and one action causes me to, uh, to, to be in absolute pain, and then you, you administer the treatment, and 40 minutes later, you do that, and nothing happens, or it's not nearly as uh, uncomfortable. What, what, what causes that? I think uh, first of all, it's like, it's like anything else. When you meet someone, whether it's a client, whether it's someone's friend, whether it's someone you think you're going to probably be in a relationship with anything, you have to understand the person, their behavior, how they approach you, the words that they use. So everything right away tells you who this person is if you're in the present moment. If you are not in the present moment, then you miss a lot of these, uh, maybe some people call it red flags, or you miss a lot of stuff. For me, it's about... Like when I met you or I met Laura, you guys tell me who you are right away because of your personality, the words you use, and also your behavior, your body behavior. And I think when doing an assessment with someone, everybody wants to look sometimes at how the person walks, uh, how what's going on. Is there is, is the person head leading to the right, is leading to the left? But most entirely, it's the person's behavior. You know, like someone was mentioning earlier about the mindset. When each person or individual come to you, they are basically coming with a story. So it depends on how you are going to interpret that story that they are looking to tell you. Or if they tell you one story, there's another story behind that because most people will not come out and tell you everything right away. Sometimes it's like uh, being a detective, asking certain questions and saying certain words that are basically positive to be able to get someone to react or get them to uh, to to come out and say, okay, oh, in addition, this is what's going on, or this is what's going on. So when I gathered all that information, then I'll ask certain questions and then look at the person, how they walk and how they move. And then right away my, in my mind, uh, I go through a treatment plan. 
right away. And basically based on that treatment plan is how I approach each individual because everybody brings something different to the table in terms of their lifestyle, their background, in terms of where they're from, what's currently going on in their life. If it's a storm, if it's whatever it is that's going on, once that person is on the table, I can basically see everything. And once I be able to, once I'm able to see that, then I just go to work. And as Brian mentioned, the parts about being on the table and having my hands run under your feet, I look at that as being dealing with the nervous system. And sometimes it's about control, but we sometimes don't have the the tools or the luxury or the individual or even a partner to allow that part to come out. So somebody else has to come in there who has some understanding and listening to the person that's on the table to be able to bring that stuff out, being able to get them to let go, to surrender, to be able to get them to like, hey, you know, can I trust this guy or do I have to trust myself and being in a safe environment, in a safe place to be able to express myself and to let go and let this guy just do his, what he's supposed to do so I can continue to feel, be functional and to feel more amazing again. So when Brian talks about running my fingers under his feet and he reacts, he's, his body or what he's telling me or his body's telling me is that he has a million things going on. He is running, he's working out, but the nervous system has not calmed down. And when I say nervous system is like the fight or flight. So the body's ready to react right away because it's so sensitive to touch. And circulation plays a role in that because if you go through that fight or flight system, your body's gonna contract and your body's gonna shorten. So there is gonna be some decrease in blood flow. And once I start doing that, I've done it to many people and all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, Peter, can you stop for a second? Wow, I'm, I'm burning up. I say, what do you mean? I am sweating. And what that tells me, it's circulation. The person's starting to let go. But it's a, uh, how can I describe it? You have to understand the person and get the person to trust themselves to let go, that they are safe. And you have to be able to continue to coach a person going through that process and say, okay, I understand. It's only going to be temporary. And they're like, yeah, right. In that moment, they're looking to punch me, kick me, or jump up the table and say, okay, see you later. But True the that. whole idea, <laughs> but the I... whole idea. <laughs> The whole idea is to get the person to to let go, and it's a challenge. Because I remember when I used to get uh, attempt to get pedicure, I want to kick the person in their face because it was so sensitive. But that, as I started to understand and read, and understand my own body, and said, "Wow, oh wow, I can get pedicure right now. I have no, I don't have an issue at all because I've learned to let go. I've learned to do like stretching exercises, anything that that will bring about circulation in those areas that are being deprived." It's definitely going to be uh, it's going to be a whole awakening for the body because I deal with someone with people who have anxiety attack or depression or panic attack because I remember working with this uh, this 24 year old and she's like oh my god I just came from the emergency room they gave me some stuff because I'm in a panic attack I feel like there's an elephant uh, foot on my chest I can't breathe I said uh uh-uh, you're not going back to the hospital I said what do you mean Peter I said we're gonna take care of you okay what are you doing now um, I have to go somewhere I said no I'm gonna Cancel my client. I'm going to see you because right now you have to get worked on because the state with what's the uh, what's triggering this uh, this feeling right now. So I started working on her and she screamed. She cried for 15 minutes. After like 20 minutes, she's like, "Okay, Peter, you know what? 
I think I had to go and take a shower. The sheet, the towel or the sheet that we had on the table was soaking. She was drenched. She could not believe it. She had to take a shower. We had to change the whole sheet. Comes, came back on the table. Is a totally different person. And that was like about uh, eight years ago. And this woman has not only exceeded her expectations in terms of the goals she had set for herself, but is doing so well now. It, it, it blows me away to see uh, how much she has come from where she was to now because more belief and more confidence in herself led to her letting go and not being afraid because when you've been challenged with your peers and people around you or your parents in terms of you know what you're going to do or your goals or when you finish college and you don't meet anybody's expectations there's a lot of pressure on you and when that pressure is on you anything can develop because again the organs doesn't understand what uh what stresses all it understands is that it's being pounded whether it's the kidney whether it's your liver any organ is going to go under distress and those distress brings out different chemical reactions in the body does that make sense did i answer the question Oh, I went yeah. too far with that. No, that answered the question for me because I know for me, I remember I, you were telling me about how the organs will hold the stress. And if you get a massage and if you're really ticklish, it's not a good thing, right? You want to, you know, work through that, especially when it comes to your back and things. Because that means your organs are tight and the circulation isn't so great. Is there, you know, for, all, for those of us who aren't, you know, going to have a massage by you the next week, what other <laughs> things can we start doing? to improve our health. Like I know you got me on CMOS, which I, you know, I believe in that stuff. I, you know, I love supplements. You take quite a few of supplements. Like I met Peter Charles and I was in New York last time. He was on the way to the Hamptons. I was on the way uptown and he said, meet me at Madison in 56 or something. I was like, what? So I'm standing there. Uh, in the middle park of the 56. Oh yeah. Park 56. It's dark out. I'm just waiting in the middle of the street, waiting for him to come by and we're talking. He's like, oh yeah. And he reaches in the back of his car, like a drug dealer. He's got all the good supplements <laughs> The handout is peddling the good stuff. So, I mean, you know, some people want to keep it really simple. So what would be a simple way if they want to shift their health by next week? Can you give a tip or two that could be something that maybe we haven't thought of or maybe we haven't heard before other than like sleep and drink water? Or is there a new take or a twist or a spin on some of the old habits that, that we have that we need to improve? If someone wants to be, wants to feel better by, by this weekend, what would you say? Well, I think you have a, a great point there. I think uh, it's it's mindset, it's habit. And for me, being, you know, being a vegetarian, then going to vegan and then being totally plant, it's understanding what companies and people who are there for health reasons all of a sudden tend to just see profit only. And when you go into profit only, you everything is fast. Everything has to be in a shelf for two or three weeks nothing can be in a shelf for like three days because if it perishes there goes money and when you for me for making CMOS with you if i make the CMOS gel for you you know i get, I get the raw CMOS from uh, from the caribbean then i soak it for a couple uh two days or maybe 24 hours or two days but i'm cutting key lines because it has seeds in it and it's real so i'm actually increasing the alkaline level in the CMOS letting it soak. Then I rinse it out. Then I add, you know, pink Himalayan salt to the blender. Then I add a, tape, a half a teaspoon of key lime. And then, you know, add alkaline water or spring water. Then I put it in there. So when I make the, the final product is coming and I give it to a client or a friend, they get in something that is going to be sustainable for a short period of time. 
well, Peter, how long does it last? Well, it's not going to last long if you, if, if you, your habit has improved and you're consistent with it, it's going to only last probably about a week because the CMOS will help to reduce inflammation from the body. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm blown away by it because it makes a huge difference. There's no mind fog. You feel, oh my God, you feel like 10 years younger once you're consistent with it. Like anything, once you start seeing results and you start feeling the difference, you continue to dive into it even further. And yeah. for me, adding other ingredients makes a huge difference. So anyone who wants to be, wants to feel different between now and let's say in one week, is to be mindful about the food you put in your body. It may say vegan, it may say this, but when the ingredients, when it's like 15 ingredients, just to keep it on a shelf for 10 days or 15 days, I will not, I will not get into that. I will not take it at all. That's just me because I understand I am not getting what I'm looking for. I'm getting all the ingredients that keeps it alive. So, yeah, you mentioned, I think I heard you mention the word alkaline. And so those are two terms, alkaline versus acidic, that I think are really important. And don't those play a big role in inflammation? Oh, my God. If your body's acidic, you might as well, uh, any that this stuff is going around right now, you are going to be, and you get COVID, whether you get a vaccine or not, it's still going to play a role in how it beats you down. Because the body's acidic, it's a mess. It's like coming. It's like a storm going through your body, and it's no control, because the body cannot function properly in an acidic body. So how Once do we get alkaline? So alkaline, alkaline. You can start it every morning, getting warm water or you know spring water or alkaline water, and getting a, a key lime every morning. That increases the level of alkaline or the pH balance in your body, and continue to reduce the level of the, the acidic in the body because once the acidic is down, your energy improves. So people's like, oh my God, how would, how can I feel this amazing? I said, because you have less inflammation in your body. But isn't, isn't inflammation great? Yes, the certain inflammation is great for when you get an injury or something like that that goes to the site to protect the site. But the other, other inflammation we're talking about is what creates uh, mucus and the mucus is what's killing people. Like when your lungs is filled with mucus, you can't put a, you, you can't be in a ventilator because the ventilator can't work properly because you have all that stuff in your body, you have to remove the inflammation from the body before you can actually c continue being on the ventilator or feel amazing again. So the difference between alkaline and acidic is alkaline allows you to feel more amazing again. It allows you to feel 10 years younger. Acidic tears your body apart. It breaks it down. You can get anything. You can get cancer. You can get uh, any wide range of disease because the body is going to, okay, for example, the acidic part of the body is like rust. Your body's iron is going to rust away. It's going to deteriorate. It's going to break down. Where the alkaline improves the cell levels in the body, where your body rejuvenates. The cells in the body don't die as fast. Yes, we're all going to age, but how fast we want to, we want to accelerate that. We want to decelerate that. So that's the difference. Alkaline reduces aging. Acidic increases aging. P Peter, our good friend William is back in town. Oh, awesome. And, uh, and he um, we turned me on to uh, the movie on Netflix, The Game Changer, which is really <laughs> – and you can't help but watch that and say, you know, maybe I'm not going to have that hamburger. Maybe I'm going to put that steak down. And, uh, you know, I've gone – I'm going back to where I was for, for years, which is I was a vegetarian for uh, probably 15, 17, 18 years. And I felt much better, and I was recovering much better. So I think that has a, what you're saying is really 
uh, topical and really spot on. A, a buddy of mine sadly has prostate cancer and he had five tumors uh, related to that. He went on a heavy, heavy alkaline diet. And I'm not saying it's to cure, but when they re-examined him 60 days later, he's got two tumors, not five, two. And sadly, it's still going to require treatment. But in a short period of time, he was able to have a pretty good impact just by uh, increasing the level of alkaline that was in his bloodstream and his body. No, because I, you know, that's, 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 that's great because I've, I've seen people who have uh, gone through that and it, it's, it blows their mind to say, okay, how come nobody is uh, you know, talking about this? Uh, and when you understand, sometimes I used to get frustrated by it, but now I'm just saying, you know what? If if the if the student wants if the student's ready to learn the coach will show up so that's what I, that's my how I take with, uh, with with my clients and my friends and once again the alkaline in the body re improves the cell level the acidic kills the cells so all these things that causes any kind of disease your body is alkaline I mean excuse me it has a lot of acidity and when you talk about game changer I watched it twice and I'm like I'm blown away I was really excited about that scene athletes seeing people who like really understand the difference is like making the choice of like oh my god i grew up on this hamburger it's like oh my god it's great and then you say wait a minute is this going to benefit me long term what do i have to look forward to that and say you know what i can make my own burger and again you know we get lazy we go to the fast food stuff or we go to quick stuff and say, you know what i don't have time but again when you have something going on in your body you say shit you know i wish i had time and you wish i wish i had time to prepare all this stuff so I can feel difference. I can hang out with my grandkids. I can I can do stuff. I can travel without being being medicated or being going through all the 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 the, the drug stuff that they want to put me on. When I can just uh, basically be on a simple uh, lifestyle plan. Everything's about lifestyle. You you updating your lifestyle by updating the type of food you put in your body. And as for game changer, I was at a restaurant about two months ago, and. Uh, on 20 Christopher Street, there's a French vegan restaurant. I forget the name of it, but I still go there. And they have the best uh, mushroom burger. And I'm sitting there, and this guy looked at me and said, I like your hat, and my hat says plant-based. He said, are you plant-based? I said, yep, it's my lifestyle. I didn't say I am plant-based. I said, it's my lifestyle. He looked at me and laughed. And then this woman came and joined him. She said, you know who you're talking to? I said, no, that's the guy who directed Game Changer. I said, oh, what's going on, man? Oh, I love it. And we started chatting. I said, have you heard about CMOS? He said, no. I said, okay. What I did, a week later, I sent him a container of CMOS uh, to Colorado. He was so appreciative. Now I work on sending him now one every month. So, you know, coming back to Laura's question, you know, CMOS is great. Uh, doing NAC. NAC right now, it's uh, it's been pulled off. Uh, you can't get it on Amazon. Uh, you have to Google NAC because it's a long name. I, my apologies in terms of uh, uh, not giving you the, the full name of it, but the abbreviation is NAC. Well, NEC helps. You, oh, sorry. Okay, go ahead. And then before you leave alkalinity, uh, Michelle wanted to ask a question. But what does NEC help? NEC helps it, uh, it. It helps to increase the glutathione in the body, which will help with the immune system. It also helps lung and liver function. So, the, uh, one of my friends who manages a health food store was in the hospital last year because he got the virus, and because he had a bottle of NEC and understand what it did for him. He did, did not require him to stay in the hospital because he took one every 20 minutes. And NAC right now, the FDA said it how it's a drug now, so they don't want uh, 
retailers to carry it anymore. They want you to get it through a prescription. And something that brings a lot of benefit now has to go through prescription when years has been on a health food store shelf. Amazon no longer carries it. You can still find it in some health food stores, but I tell people to get it as much as they can because the stuff is amazing. I do That's not travel without subject. it. That's a whole other subject about oh, it's beneficial. Uh, and it replaces uh, it replaces drugs, and they can buy it themselves. Let's, uh, let's get amazing. that off the shelves. Let's get that uh, off the shelves. It's crazy. No, no, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's no, no, it's, it's amazing because I remember with all the travels I do, and you know, I was in maybe ten cities in uh, in twenty days or twenty five days, and I came back to New York, and I had all this mucus in me. This was like two thousand seventeen, and this is in October, and then November I had to travel again to Europe. Thanksgiving day, so my I had a lot of inflammation. Drip, dripping in the back of my throat, coughing stuff up. Oh, and all of a sudden, I'm like, my friend says, here's some black seed oil, which is black seed oil is another one. So CMOS, NAC, black seed oil. I do the black seed oil and NAC. So I went to four countries. I got to Russia. I'm like, what the hell? I'm in Moscow. I said, I don't feel anything. Inflammation in my body was gone. So I called my friend and said, Roy, I love you. He said, Peter, reduces inflammation. And for women who go through their heavy cycle, anybody in the room, Black seed oil reduces inflammation because one of my clients' assistant, every time I go to travel to Europe to see them, she always wants to find out what I'm taking. And the black seed oil for her, she had no idea when the period came. Secondly, it was very light. If My uh, my apologies for the words. And But overall, her body was at ease because when the body is looking to cleanse itself, it it's cleaning itself. And the discomfort, what women go through with that is because the amount that's moving at the same time based on what's going on with their lifestyle, the black seed oil tends to remove or reduce the amount of discomfort that they experience in a more, in a more effective manner or fashion. Sorry, you totally told me about black seed oil and it's a game changer. It's better than turmeric and it's so anti-inflammatory. It's really changed everything. And then I know Michelle had a quick question about alkalinity michelle i do so peter it's so nice to connect and meet you i've been following Pleasure's mine. thank you i've been following dr cb's teachings actually for the past six months and really trying to dive into an alkaline diet i take CMOS every day burdock root raglis root like i'm really big into the holistic thing and i've lost over 130 pounds in the last nine wow. months so it's been a i'm game excited changer. to hear that Ooh, thank I, you hello I have a two-part question. Number one, I just started taking black oxygen, and I wanted to get your take on that. And number two, I have a very big problem with coffee, and I know coffee is one of the biggest killers of the alkaline diet. I'm allergic to mushrooms, so I can't substitute anything like that uh, for my coffee. But I wondered what your thoughts were on black oxygen, and two, what would be your substitute for coffee? Okay, on the topic of black oxygen... I am still looking to it. I'm looking into it with my friend Oz Garcia, who is another crazy nut that I hang out with, who has uh, taught me a lot, uh, uh, no, who continues to teach me a lot. Garcia is a nut. He's a nut. So I just, I just, I just, I just left him because I worked on him yesterday. I'm gonna go back and work on him again because we stayed in the same place. Uh, the black oxygen, and we are still, I'm still looking into that. So I cannot really give you a take on that right now. And in terms of replacing the coffee and I think first, before I even ask what's the reason you're into coffee, I mean, what does coffee do for you? Because understanding what coffee brings to the table is understanding what you can use as a, not as a substitute. That's something that you can use instead of that, that will give you much more benefit than that. Because for me, coffee is like a vacuum cleaner. 
if you put coffee in your body, it's removing stuff that you actually put in in to bring benefits. Does that make sense? It totally does. And for me, it's just, it's literally the caffeine boost. I, I, I'm very sluggish in the morning uh, and it's the caffeine. <laughs> okay. A quick fix for that. Every morning when you wake up, you, either, you drink water or you drink the, the key lime with warm water. Once you remove it, because that tells me if you want that boost, it tells me your body is still going through that acidic feeling because you're still feeling sluggish. That sluggish feeling. And once you continue to reduce the inflammation in your body, the coffee will not be the coffee. will be like the last thing you think about because you're looking to feed your body something to create elimination. So that's another thing also. When, if, you're not, if the elimination is not, at, uh, I can't say the amount, but the whole idea is about getting stuff out of your body. So when you get stuff out of your body, you feel more efficient. You feel alive again. And it's the craziest feeling being, you know, 36 years old plus 20 years experience. It has definitely allowed me to wake up in the morning with a clear mindset. And my breakfast is a, if I'm having a glass of warm water or key lime or just having three or four glasses of water every morning. That has, I mean, strength in my body has made me more efficient in the morning. I don't have mental fog. I'm like, and I'm grinding all day until I'm ready to put something in my body. So I think if you're looking for that boost, the first thing to do is to reduce the inflammation, continue reducing the inflammation in your body and drink water, continue drinking water. Because remember, your body's been conditioned for over a period of time because you've been drinking coffee. So your body's going to still be pulling or tempting your mind and pulling you. Come on, let's get some coffee. Let's get some coffee. You know I'm going to feel better when I have some coffee. Say, no, chill, chill out. We are adopting a new lifestyle, and I'm going forward drinking the water. So you, you have to talk to yourself at the same time, coach yourself, and say, you know what? No, I'm going to just drink water. Or ease yourself into it. You say, you know what? I'm just going to have a quarter cup of uh, coffee, but you know, and a three-quarter cup of water, and see how your body starts to adapt to that. And eventually, just stop drinking coffee and just drinking more water, and you will notice how your day starts to improve right away and how much more uh productivity or productive you're going to be because your mindset and your mind will no longer be in a fog all of a sudden the fog is lifted and you can see oh wow you can see so much more and the clarity that is going to bring it's uh it's unbelievable because that's what i do just drink water there's there's no substitute to that right now but water my, my strongest drink is sparkling water which i I'll probably have maybe every t maybe once a month or something like that that's Warm your cheat water, day Love, yeah, I, I, I drink over a gallon of water a day, but yeah, I just, it's the, I'm just having a problem kicking the coffee, so I'm going to try it. So if you drink a gallon of water, how often do you go to the bathroom and drink a gallon of water? It's not so bad as it was when I first started. It, it was like ridiculous when I first started it. Now, I mean, it's it's regulated itself, but I still pee all day every day. <laughs> so so, so my, my, my mindset is now I don't drink water. As I said earlier, so now I'm continuing. So now I'm getting in my mind to say, okay, I'm going. To, I'm working on staying hydrated during the day. If I stay hydrated, I am not going to fatigue. I'm, my my fatigue level is going to be reduced greatly. My energy level is going to increase because I'm hydrated. My body is functioning because the body is made of mostly water. So my body is going to function more effectively. So I teach myself, you know what? I'm no longer eating food. I'm feeding my body. I'm eating to live, not living to eat.
and I'm I'm hydrating my mind. I'm hydrating my whole body because water, and that again sets you straight in the morning. So it has to be spring water or alkaline, and you will understand the difference in terms of how your body is starting to to go through the the progression. Because remember, if you if you're starting something new, it takes a while because your body's been going through something differently for the past uh, the past 10, 20, 15 years. So again, it takes it takes progression. Nothing is going to happen overnight. At the same time, you will start noticing the result. You will start noticing the difference in how you feel, how you wake up in the morning, how your days are spent. You you're less fatigue because when I start in the morning, I mean Brian is probably Brian is up earlier than I am. I'm up at the, maybe five o'clock or something like that on a regular basis because I see an acupuncturist who just takes care of me right through. And I'm I, my last client could be ten o'clock at night. I am still functioning the same way as I did when I wake up, and that's crazy. And I'm so I'm so blessed to have certain people in my life who I understand who takes care of my body and my mind, and I do the same for them. That's really what so, the key is, right, Peter Charles, is to really be thinking about taking good care, like really nurturing ourselves, and that's what you've taught me is how to how to love my body more. You're like, I'm not putting anything dead in my body. And you know, oh. I, went be- I went vegan for a while because you told me that years ago. Because <laughs> Peter Charles would oh, give it to okay. you straight. No, so- because it, it's so I, I understand the time, but, but you know, going back to Laura, so there's the CMOS, the NEC, the black seed oil. If you can get ashwagandha, that's a great thing. That that Indian herb is amazing. It's amazing in terms of how it helps to buffer the organs in terms of how they will be be pounded the day-to-day experience of lifestyle, how people have. So that, those are my go-to stuff. And then I take a lot of uh, herbal stuff. I'm big on all the herbal stuff now because I can see the difference. And one thing that I noticed with a lot of people, and I think uh, Oz and a couple of other people mentioned that most Americans, I'll say maybe 40% or 50% of Americans, or even 60% of Americans are anemic. So please don't, don't hold me on that, on that number. But most Americans are anemic. And if you're anemic, that means you're going to be fatigued all the time. Your energy level, everything is just going to go down. But once you increase that, um, that iron in your body, you know, being a, being a, being a vegan or being plant-based, or oh, where you get your protein from, or where you get your iron from, it all comes from plants. Hello? So that's basically it. So you have to get herbal stuff that has a lot of iron in it. And the okay. CMOS, the combination comes with a lot of minerals. And minerals is a key over protein. Peter Charles, you always rock my world. I always learn so much. I'm so appreciative that you are here. You guys, if you have tapped on him and noticed that Peter Charles's Instagram isn't linked, you can always ask me, but I can also tell you real quickly, it's Peter Charles 65. He's called Peter M. Charles Life Coach LMT on Instagram. I'm sure he'd be happy to answer you within the next week or two because he's probably going to be on the run. But Brian Bensock, thanks for being part of this because I know that we we knew that Peter Charles, a mutual friend because Brian and I didn't know each other until Clubhouse and we both happen to know Peter Charles. How awesome is that? So thank you for being here. (laughs) Serendipitous. Thank you guys for having me. We appreciate you. Have the most lovely day. Continue to enjoy everyone. Please remember the mindset and remember how amazing you are. 
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.